on the Play Call Network. I am your host, Will Muckian, and with me today is a new guest, my brother, Cole, a Manchester United fan. Is there anything else that we should know about you, well, that I would probably already know, but that people listening should know about you before we get into the podcast? Um, I don't know. Ronaldo might be the GOAT, but <laughs> that's kind of a hot take. But His spicier takes, yeah. Yeah. Um, you were no. rooting for the Netherlands in the Women's World Cup. Yes, and I'm an American. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit too lengthy to get into. But Yeah, that's maybe a different episode. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so yeah, he's, he's not afraid of hot takes, which we are all about on this podcast. And as a Manchester United fan, I figured the best topic for this episode would be the future of Manchester United. Looking back on this past season, which had a lot of change, had a lot of interesting developments, and um, looking forward to the moves they've made this summer and how that might translate to some future success under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. There you go. I was going to let you say it, yeah. (laughs) All right, so we'll get right into it. Manchester United, two big transfers. Kind of killed it on the the prospect market this year with Aaron Wan-Bissaka from Crystal Palace. And Daniel James, the Welsh international from Swansea City. Let's get right in. How do you feel about uh, about the moves? So, well, you say big transfers, not the biggest we've ever made. Definitely, um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm excited about both of them. Obviously, I think I knew a little bit less about Daniel James than a lot of other people we've been linked to. You know, like the likes of Gareth Bale and whatnot. But. I've been, I'm, I'm excited because, I mean, we've seen the early reports coming out that, I mean, he's killing it in training. Mm-hmm. He seems like he really wants to do, I mean, every player wants to do well, but he seems like he's ready to take it to that next level, which I'm excited to see because, I mean, if there's any Manchester United fans or just non-fans of the team, I mean, there's just a lot of negativity around the club right now. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are just not happy with the, the, the quality of players we've had and the there's been a lot of questions asked about the passion that they're or lack thereof that they're playing with so I think that that he's so excited to start is a really good indication um, of of what we're getting with him and of course the price tag isn't too bad so it's yeah not he too, not too big a risk yeah and he can play right wing too which is some something position. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody on the team can really has really done yeah. um, or c- no one on the team is a specialist in that in that position, and then you have Aaron Wan Bissaka, the who just had a stellar season, made the goalie field team of the year um, at the defense position. I believe he was first or second in the entire Premier League in tackles. Definitely more of a defensive uh, fullback than kind of a yeah, <laughs> more than 
you know, your play setter up guy, not he's not gonna put you in positions like Marcus Alonso might or something yeah. like that, but as as defenders go, rock solid. Yeah. Um super excited about this one. I mean obvi- I think I'd say more so than Daniel James just because I mean he just really made a name for himself this last year. And mm-hmm. uh I mean that is that is the position. I think if you ask any Manchester United fan, they would say that full back and center back I mean, just defense in general, but <laughs> those two positions, I'd say 99% of them would say that the rest might say a center midfielder, which I think we're getting to later. But um, but just to just to not have to see Ashley Young in the starting lineup, <laughs> yeah. is, he's, I mean, that already pays the, the, the fee back. But, I mean, him as a player, I'm just excited to see what he can do. I've already seen some training clips off of social various social medias from Manchester United. I mean, he's just can already see some of that in training. Obviously, it's early. It's early right now, but I'm uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see where where he takes us defensively because we need to give De Gea a reason to stay too. So, <laughs> yeah, I can um, see that happening. Building off that, do you think just from the jump that Juan Bissaka is now the best defender on the team? Yes. I mean, I wouldn't... It is difficult because um, thinking about that, I mean, it is just... It's, I think, between him and Lindelof because... I mean, we love be, Nilsson Lindelof on this uh, we, on this podcast. We have one Swedish listener, and uh, so we're big Lindelof supporters. Yeah, right, so shout out, shout out to that guy, <laughs> Swedish guy. Um, yeah, I love, I love me some Victor Lindelof, but uh, yeah... It's between him and Wambasaka for sure, but I I think that just based off of just how weak we were, I mean Lindelof had him a, himself a good season, but I just mm-hmm. think that we need someone who has consistently or consistency in a very large supply because yeah. goodness knows Phil Jones and Chris Smalling <laughs> never been Eric consistent. I mean they're consistently bad, but. Uh, <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, and Lindelof can't do it by himself. Yeah, know, I mean, so. Eric Bai, I would say that based off of, like, two years ago, that season, he was pretty good. But, yeah. I mean, out for most of the last season, and when he came back, he was a little, little rash on defense. So. He had some, some tough games, especially in Champions League, I thought. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so he's at least in the conversation. Could could definitely be the number yeah, one guy definitely. there. Um. Now, you had a few transfers out as well, notably uh, Spanish international Ander Herrera. Breaks my heart. And Antonio Valencia, club icon, who was just flat-out released. Ander Herrera on a transfer to PSG. Um, how do you feel about those those two? There were four other transfers out, but they're more academy guys, fringe players. Yeah, so Valencia, um, little. I'm a little sad to see him go. I mean, in the past couple seasons, he's had some ups, he's had... A few downs, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But, I mean, like when I think about him, I think about he played really well against Arsenal last season when we absolutely stomped him at the Emirates. <laughs> that was a great game. Um, but, I mean, for sure on the decline, um, not happy to see him go, but, I mean, it's definitely just I think it's best for both parties. And mm-hmm. it's good that we're getting younger. And he's, he's just uh, – I don't think he's the player we need right now. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's mixed feelings, but I think mostly positive. Um, 
As for Andre Herrera, that is just absolutely awful business <laughs> by us. Um, I don't know. I don't know all the details. I don't I, about that. I I think it's just terrible. It shows how awful our our board is because Andre Herrera is a player that you need to keep because he he really did well this season. I felt like um, definitely after Mourinho left, there was that whole big shift just for the team in general. So. Um, I just don't know how you let him leave on a free. I really yeah. don't, and you don't try to renew his contract at all. So that's just, I don't know. I I just, and he's I mean, he still likes all our Instagram pictures. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's you're keeping up. He's, with yeah, it. he's connected to the club, and he, I mean, I was talking about passion earlier. That's a big thing for Manchester United fans. Um, obviously, we all want to see players play for the shirt and. A lot of people do not feel like that's that's a value that's being represented at the moment, and every Manchester United fan is in agreement that he 100% went out there and played for the club every time. And uh, you don't, I mean, him players like players with passion like that aren't really that easy to find. So mm-hmm. letting one just walk out the door for free is pretty bad. Yeah, that's tough. And so, how do you think they should go about replacing that? Would you want to? make a move, make a purchase for somebody, or is there someone on the roster that you believe in filling that spot? I think I know what your answer might be, but I don't want to lead to you um, too much. Well, ideally, I would want someone from the academy to come in. Um, specific. I mean, I would like to see McTominay. Okay, Scott there it is. McSauce <laughs> coming in. Um, I mean, additionally, I mean, I just think there's... Manchester United has one of the best academies in the world, and... Um, see a lot I mean I don't want to say going to waste the talent isn't not yet anyway but Mm -hmm. I just feel like we have so much talent that is is right on the verge of being able to to come into a team maybe not start yet but they're definitely close talent wise I mean um yeah I mean I've seen a lot of different players linked and I don't I've seen like Bruno Fernandez and um Mm -hmm. I just saw today Sergi Malinkovic Savage, which is I'm not sure about that. Um, it's, He's it's a, more though of a, of a defensive midfielder in the mold of Herrera. I would think Fernandez is much more of a cam. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm just thinking of midfield. Yeah, that's fair. Midfielders we've been linked to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just can't think of another player that, I mean, other than McTominay, that really has that same kind of energetic. He's everywhere kind of role. Um, in our team, but I think yeah. I mean, I don't see anyone. I mean, unless we sign someone, obviously, I don't see anyone else um, taking that role, um, other than McTominay because he he really came into a, a class of his own. He um, looked good this year. Yeah, I was I was pretty happy with him towards the tail end of the season. I mean, obviously, the whole team went downhill, but um, pretty happy with him overall. Yeah. Um, speaking of midfield players, there's been a lot of discussion about whether Pogba's on the way out the door, if he wants to stay, conflicting reports saying that he wants to remain at United, he wants to be at Juventus, he wants to be at Friel. I don't think anybody really knows this feels very similar to a Kawhi Leonard situation where (laughs) (laughs) everyone thinks they have the answer and no one does. Um, speaking purely from a United standpoint, would you want to sell him now or would you prefer to get the value that you gain by holding him on the roster 
I would never. I if I was the manager, I would never sell Paul Pogba unless really? he was okay. for, unless he was like Neymar level forcing on way. on a beach in Brazil playing <laughs> like footy volleyball. Would I let him go? I mean, we're talking okay. about a player who's what 26, 27? Yeah. So still, I mean, yeah, still pretty young. Obviously not super young anymore. Um, but I mean, what a player! He's just so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, tough season for him in I mean, some ups ways. and downs for yeah. sure. Like some mountains, some peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. as they say. Um, but I think I mean you can't really judge him. You can, but I don't judge him <laughs> off the first half of the season. I mean, when Mourinho's gonna Mourinho, there's not much <laughs> you can do about it. So I don't really hold that against him. Obviously, you want to see him play with a little bit more focus. I think he was focused a little bit too much on Mourinho um, at times and just trying to please him or, you know, maybe just trying to, I don't know, trying to push his buttons. I don't really know what was going on there. <laughs> but, I mean, I think the, the thing that we have to look at is the immediate effect of, of Solskjaer because, I mean, he was just, oh my gosh, he's electric. And he was my favorite <laughs> player to watch on that team um he was he's just everywhere he's like just spraying passes all over he's beating people off the dribble and that is i mean why we signed him for so much i feel like right. we've seen so little of that because i mean he just hasn't been used correctly or he doesn't have the player right players around him and you know some people might say i'm making excuses but i mean <laughs> i think i i mean i've seen a lot of things about you know the English press is just awful, and so they want they want players that can do everything, and in today's game, that's just not possible. So I think that considering what he can do, I mean, he's been asked to defend and attack and dribble and play make and do pretty much and score goals and get assists, and no player can do that, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So I think that considering that he's underperformed over three or so years, just slightly I think indicates how talented he is and I think that Solskjaer has begun to get the best out of him um and I think we saw that early on in like early 2019 Mm -hmm. um when they were on that that kind of sustained new manager run yeah yeah but I'm I mean I think everyone just got tired and everyone just got I mean the injuries started coming towards the end of that season so yeah, you just could you could not convince me to sell Paul Pogba. <laughs> I just think he's okay. He's just too quality, and if he does go, I mean, I think that you can get a fair fee for him. But um, yeah, you just you can't let a player like that. Those are the players that you that you want to have the money for, not the players that you move for money. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, speaking on an up and coming young United celebrity. Marcus Rashford had a pretty solid season this year, especially yeah, under Solskjaer. Um, but now he's adding to the tough guy look, which for a guy who was probably 120 pounds dripping wet two years ago, yeah. is an interesting change with the uh, what with the tattoo sleeves, the fully completed tattoo sleeves, the pictures of him posing on the beach. <laughs> um, is he going to be? Uh, United's Giroud, or is he going to remain the uh, the spry young fellow we all have come to know and love? <laughs> I don't see him getting any thicker. Um, uh, I, I I'm happy to see him 
working towards something. I know yeah. that he, I I think he's had at least some contact with Ronaldo. Oh, okay. Don't know how much. Don't know how much. I I assume very little. Yeah. Really. Um. I know you know. Uh, Ronaldo keeps in touch with I think a few players, um, on the United roster. I don't know. I might be speaking gibberish, but um, <laughs> no one's gonna call you out on it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I know that they. There's definitely been some talk, like on Instagram between them, um, with like pictures and what. I don't. Know. I'm getting off the point, but. <laughs> So I don't know if that's playing into it. I just, I don't know. I'm happy to see him getting stronger, hopefully faster, fitter, um, because, I mean, he could really just be a force to re- be reckoned with in the yeah. next couple of years. I mean, when we've been talking about, I mean, a consistent theme in this episode is going to be that run we went on. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. Because, I mean, that was easily the best part of our season. Um, but um, he was just... Again, him and Pogba both electric in that time, um, and it's just kind of a dynamic duo. That, I mean, hopefully, like next Rooney Ronaldo type deal. But mm-hmm. keeping my fingers crossed on that. But I don't, I don't really have any opinion on it. The tattoos make me a little sad. He, he just looks, <laughs> man, he's growing up too fast, even though he's like four years older than me. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm always happy with Rashford. Yeah, people are. I think jump to conclusions about his behavior just because I mean now that he's becoming a su- on the verge of becoming a superstar if you know not one already um, I think people are just getting upset with the fact that he wants to get paid and stuff mm. I just think that's bogus I think pay the man his money yeah <laughs> deserves it well you mentioned it a little bit but we'll move into your season review talking about your favorite moment this season and I feel like I know where this is going I'm sure you do um <laughs> Favorite moment has to be that night in Paris, that comeback. Mm-hmm. What a feeling! <laughs> I mean, as someone born in two thousand one, uh, didn't get to see the, the glory <laughs> days of the nineties live, but that felt like it reincarnated, um, at least to the best of my knowledge. Because I mean, it was just, I mean, the media is everyone's against you. Everyone's saying no, you can't do this. LMAO. Manchester United is so bad. Can't wait for them to get absolutely rocked at the Parc de Princes. Uh, Parc de France, yeah. Parc de France. Um, I just and just to prove them all wrong, and then Neymar's face to cap it all off. That highly memeable video of him just looking around in horror, just absolutely priceless. It reminded me a little bit of. Richard Sherman's face after uh, after Russell Wilson got picked at the goal yeah, line in yeah. the Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. Just that I can't believe that this is happening. Yeah. Like total shock and awe at yeah. the result. I mean, were we a little lucky? Yes. I mean, <laughs> um, that I'm trying. Buffon. Yeah, yeah Buffon yeah. messing up a, a few times. He had a tough game. Um, but I mean, they had their chances. They could have put us to bed. I mean, they scored early on. Yeah. Di Maria tried yeah, to do it. That early response to us that's another nice thing you know if you're gonna drink a heineken at us you gotta back it up Di maria so um it was nice to see him get some comeuppance and i mean i want to say i i dislike that psg team because there's aspects i like but just to it's it's a bit of an all-star they are ensemble. out and out a money club yeah. yeah so to see that kind of just fall apart felt pretty good because i mean you you go in for mbappe and neymar and you have cavani Obviously, 
you know, Neymar didn't play. I don't remember if Cavani played this kind of bad. I don't <laughs> think he, I don't think he did. Um, you remember the result when yeah, you remember but, that. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, Verratti, um, Buffon, need I name more? Oh, no. my God, I can't, I can't talk right now. <laughs> it but, doesn't matter. Um, anyway, I, I don't know. Just a great, you know, I mean, I just, I was shaking <laughs> watching that penalty and ice cold Marcus Rashford just absolutely destroying it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it just felt like a a throwback of sorts to the 90s and, I mean, even kind of 2000s with Fergie. So, I mean, hopefully that's kind of a... Minus the conceding goals, but that <laughs> excitement and that that rush that comes with watching Manchester United, hopefully that's making a return soon because after Moyes and then Van Hall and then Mourinho, I feel like I feel like we're close. We're so close, <laughs> but um, well, I guess we'll see. Yeah. What about your least favorite moment? So I'm going to kind of – well, actually, I forgot to say this, but that whole, that whole run – was also my favorite part, I, I but figured, that's but that's yeah. kind of cheating. So I'm also going to kind of cheat with my least favorite moment of the season because um, that whole post PSG hangover <laughs> that just lasted for it seemed like forever was just so terrible to watch because I mean we got so used to watching Manchester United just play awful and so kind of tuning into a match already hopeless was was a nice not not a nice feeling but <laughs> it was you know at least you couldn't be surprised by anything yeah. and then Solskjaer comes in and makes me cry for the first time in like three years with that game against Cardiff when we scored five and um and then after that just that awful hangover was you know to lose to an Arsenal team that's just not good <laughs> and then Wolves like back to back or Giant no, we, killers this yeah, year, I mean, Wolves. <laughs> oh, it was it was pretty bad because I mean we could have won the FA Cup and then to watch City win it, even though they should have not won it. Um, uh, <laughs> Different conversation. <laughs> um, was also just heartbreak, and then you know that obviously leads to them trebling. So now the only we're not the only ever the only English club to treble. So yeah, just. Just a lot of heartbreak, and then I mean, going from people, a fan base being so like hopeful for the future and feeling like we can do something and make top four and completely salvage our season, to then just completely just a club in disarray again <laughs> um, was a pretty awful twist and kind of left a sour taste in your mouth after such a stellar run. So yeah, that whole I don't know two months was just that was my least favorite season. <laughs> two months were your least yes. favorite part of an eight month season yeah yikes all right well looking forward hopefully brighter things to come right uh yeah that's, that's that the is idea. uh yeah do you have a uh, a place a finishing place a point total in mind for uh 2019-2020 yeah so to i mean to predict for manchester united is i mean you got to look at what the competition's doing so i mean that's city they're already getting better they signed that atletico uh midfielder Mm. rodri i think um and i mean they're already so strong and they're strengthening i mean uh, oil money but um (laughs) very subtle yeah (laughs) so i mean they're they're still 
I mean, looking like champs, however much. I hate Manchester City, and I hate to compliment them on anything, but, I mean, they're looking strong. And so then Liverpool, um, I don't, have they made any significant signings this year? Um, I, don't, I don't think they have. I was just about to look. Um, I don't think so. Vandenberg is <laughs> yeah. the only Class is the only player. one. In. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, obviously they're strong. Um, Plus they lost Danny Ings, so they're gonna be <laughs> yeah, in sharp good, good luck permanent transfer out. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I I don't I honestly. This is obviously super biased coming from a United fan. I don't think, I don't think so much of Liverpool. I thought, and I mean this is this is getting kind of into conspiracy here, but I mean they got they got so so they got helped so much throughout the entirety of the season. I'm looking at that Newcastle game at mm. Anfield. I, I'm keeping receipts <laughs> where I think uh, who was it Mitrovic or someone scored an onside goal gets called offside. They come back down the field and score an offside goal. That made me so upset. That is peak Liverpool right there. <laughs> and then they still say they deserve to win. The fix is in. So. Liverpool have money exchanging hands with the officials. Yeah, I'd say that they should strip them of a Premier League title like they did Juventus. But, but. no Premier League title. So. <sighs> yeah, He's talking uh, it. Yeah. He's talking <laughs> it. Yeah, so... <laughs> Suck it, Liverpool fans. I don't care if you're six-time European champions. You got lucky that you drew the most unlucky team in the world, Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, or not Tottenham. drew them, I shouldn't say, but got lucky to come up against them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they're they're strong, obviously. But, I mean, we looked good against them that second game of the season at Old Trafford if we didn't have to make three first-half subs. Do you think you guys are better than Tottenham? Uh, I was just about to get to that. Um, Dumbele... Possible moves coming as well for um, uh, Sabalos. The thing is, everyone always is expecting Tottenham to get weaker. Because, I mean, last year they didn't make any signings. Mm-hmm. And they still... I mean, they didn't... They had to compete with two really good sides. Um, and to come away with that... To come away with third... Um, is, I mean, it's no small feat. Um, especially considering Chelsea's kind of late surge there. Um but I don't. I just. I, I would say yes, but at the same time, you can never count out Pochettino and what he's capable of. With, I mean, pretty much anything. He he takes what he's given, and he he somehow comes away with. I mean, no silverware, but um, <laughs> he comes away with a, a team. Really a te- yeah, a team that plays really well consistently, and I mean, plays together and. It's just it's it's a good team. So I'm gonna say no. I don't think we can finish ahead of either or any of those three teams. Unfortunately, not this year. But fourth, fourth, I think we can do. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. Chelsea, no transfers in. I mean, and Hazard out. You know, and a, a relatively um, inexperienced manager in Frank Lampard, who I I do I liked a lot for Derby, but. Getting promoted to the Premier League is a yeah, different task yeah. than finishing and a top, top six five. Side. Yeah, yeah. And, and considering all the problems that that team had last year, whether that be the way they played, because Sorry Ball was kind of that was a, a focal point that mm-hmm. a lot of people were quick to criticize. Whether so, we'll, I guess we'll see if this team is really what they're really made of this season. Um, it'll be interesting because they're going to have to promote from within. 
So it'll be a different Chelsea this year for sure. Probably but, more Tammy Abraham. I guess, yeah. But, man. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, I think, I mean, I really do think we can we can do better than them because, I don't know, I, I think a lot of it just depends on the manager. I mean, yeah. if, they, if, they, if they can, I mean, they have good players. I mean, I don't know, I'm going back and forth in my head right now. I mean, you, you <laughs> lose Hazard, you maintain pretty much everyone else. Mm-hmm. But that Chelsea defense has holes in it, but also, you know, they have some solid players. You know, they still have Conte. Higuain, if he can find any kind of form, could yeah. be something and to be reckoned with. Given how often Sari tried to play Conte in like an attacking role, you would yeah. hope that Lampard lets him drift back into that natural yeah. defensive role, and you see sort of a resurgence because he had a, he had a weird season playing up top. Yeah, I mean, if we take, I mean, even Solskjaer as an example, I mean, he was uh, like a really quick-witted and like um, predatory striker, and he comes in. I mean pretty um i don't know and i don't want to say inexperienced because he spent a lot of time in uh i think norway is that mm. where molda is from sure <laughs> um and then obviously i think he got relegated when he managed cardiff so to to come in pretty inexperienced in like this size of a club and then turn around a lot of players if frank lampard can do something similar we could be looking at a strong side. I do think I'm going to say that right now, though. I think we can finish above them, and then Arsenal. Like, what do I even joke side? Yeah, <laughs> pub um, side. They can't even sign. Um, who were they going after? Um, I don't know, man. Probably going to pay Samir Nasri again or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I have that. no idea. I mean, they're just. I, I I hate to say it. I do feel a little bit for them because now I I know what that kind of feels like. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I mean, but they're just in a, a different kind of shambles to us. Yeah. I mean, we think, I mean, Manchester United fans hate the Glazers. They hate Stan Cronky. Cronky. It doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Cranky. I mean, yeah, it's cranky. Crikey. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Um, I don't know, but they're just such a mess right now. Sorry if any Arsenal fans are listening. We don't but care about them. We don't know yeah. any. <laughs> Arsenal fan TV. Um pretty much sums up the state of their club yeah um, for real um, master class <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i see them finishing six i really don't have high hopes for them um so fourth i think it'll i think we can i don't it just depends on the attitude we come out with um it'll be a real uh um a real test facing chelsea first first game of the season this year so I'm excited for that, um, but yeah, if we if we come out swinging, I really think we can make a push for third. Some people might call me delusional, but I mean I really think that fourth is an is an option we can have, and I see us coming back to the Champions League. Excuse me. Um, hopefully qualifying for that um, and making a title push. I don't know, maybe 2021. There you go. Heard it here first. All right, we're going to do one more thing, something new we've never done before, a new segment called From the Spot. I'm going to time you. You've got 30 seconds to sell me on Daniel James being the next Gareth Bale. All right? Starting now. Whether you believe it or not, I'll, I'll count you down. All right? Whether you believe it or not, give me your best argument. All right? All right. All right. Five, four, three, two, one.
the clock is ticking. Okay, what do you think of when you think of Gareth Bale? You think pace and you think goal score, I mean, not even goal scoring threat, just attacking threat. One of the first things that comes to my mind when I think of him is that Copa del Rey goal. He just kicks it around, I don't know, Alves, and just, just sprints past him, and you just can't stop that. It's like FIFA in real life. I mean, this kid has the legs, and he's, I, I mean, from what I've seen, he has the intelligence. So him, I mean, just Time. blowing past people. <laughs> Didn't really right. get to my closing That's part all right. there. But. That's all right. I think we got the idea. I feel like I got the idea. Hopefully other listeners got the idea as well. And that is all we have today. So thank you for coming on the podcast. I expect that you will probably be on again. Um, but yeah, uh, that is it. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at WMuckian, W-M-U-C-K-I-A-N. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything people should follow you on? Um, no, I don't really tweet. Yeah, um, you don't. My Twitter's pretty barren. <laughs> um, I don't know. Glory, glory, Manchester United. Let's get it this season. There we go. Stomp Liverpool. <laughs> um, and yeah. All right. Ronaldo Goat. Um, there it is. I'll <laughs> just squeak that out one more time. All right. We'll see you when we see you.